Are you near retirement and facing a layoff? You may have some important decisions to make regarding your 401k. If you don't work there, should your money stay? This decision could be critical to your retirement. Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial Services have worked with many families with these types of decisions and understand your options. We can look at the options for your 401k that could save you on taxes down the road. Call Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial Services and schedule your complimentary 401k review at 863-285-3815. Philip and the team are ready to assist you no matter how, by phone, video, or with an in-person visit. Call Philip Statler and the Statler Financial Services team today for your 401k review. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Our firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Advisory services offered through Statler Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. It's 8.40, 20 before 9. I know with the Sam Hills going on on Wall Street this morning, things go up, things go down, and sometimes it takes a pro to figure out what's causing it, and sometimes even the pros aren't 100% sure. Let's divine what's going on with the resources of Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring. Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dave. And talking about resources, I'm going to say they're in short supply today. Uh, there's just not much out there to for you and I to talk about when it comes to company information. Um, so uh, so we'll just have to rely on some economics, which there's not much of that either. Uh, nothing good at the very least on the economic front down the line. Set the table, first of all, start out. Yesterday was, uh, it was a down day, and it was a down day bigger than we expected it to be at the outset. Dow was down by 320 points. Standard & Poor's down by 43. That's over nine-tenths of a percent. NASDAQ was down by 217. That was a full percent and a third. And the only thing we can think of is that finally somebody finally sat up and said, oh, shucks, the Fed's going to screw up the bond-buying binge. That's not good news on a short-term basis. Yeah, it's really not. I mean, I think they finally woke up and, and saw that, hey, when the Fed meets this week, it could be um, bad news uh, for the markets in terms of, of buying bonds and, and such as that, because that helps um, pump up and, and put money back into the economy and into the markets. So I think they finally have figured that out. I think, yeah, it needs to be mentioned, you know, when the bonds get bought, the rate, the effective rates go down. That's the same thing from the standpoint of industrial lending is concerned as pumping more money into the economy directly. And when the Fed decides to taper back, and I'd mentioned yesterday morning, one of my tip sheets had said that they were expecting the Fed to even cut that rate back farther than they were being projected, all the way down by half the rate they were doing before. That happens, that's going to cause kind of a knee-jerk reaction in the commercial bond market, I got to believe. Well, I think in the markets overall, I mean, obviously in the commercial bond market, but I mean, I saw one headline that said, you know, based on the Fed, if they do what everybody is suspecting will happen, that we're going to expect three to four months of some really turbulent times. That's true. It, 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 we got to say, it's a little bit like castor oil. It doesn't taste good, but it is something we need to do. So, you know, we're taking basically fiscal castor oil here. Oh, that's right. I mean, you and I have talked about a lot that they've waited way too long to do this. It would have been nice if they just started in January, starting taper, taper, taper. And by the end of the year, we could have been in, in, a, in a decent place as far as that goes. And it wouldn't have affected, I don't think, our markets like we'll see if there's a drastic change. 
It, it'll be interesting. If, if, if our reading is right that yesterday's uh, nine-tenths of a percent dump in the market was an indication of a reaction of fear to the, what the Fed does, if they actually do it tomorrow afternoon at 2 p.m. when they announce it, we'll probably have a real seismograph on the daily charts. And that kind of leads me into the government data dump for this morning because the indications are tightening up the money supply a little bit would probably be a good idea. Producer price index, year over year, they were expecting 9.2%, which is to, enough to make most folks drop their false teeth. We ended up with a 9.6% year over year inflation rate at the producer price level. This is getting rapidly close to double digit inflation. And that's kind of like a four letter word. It, it really is. You know, that's, um, it just shows the continued inflation, you know, and that's being caused a lot now by supply chain issues that don't seem to be uh, getting getting taken care of. I mean, talking to somebody yesterday and we were talking about, you know, look, this has been going on for two years now. Why can't we get the supply chain issues fixed? Um, because you would think within two years you could have figured this out and gotten things back on track and get them where they need to be. And given the fact that the, the boats are out there off the coast of off the coast of California, it, it was interesting. We had this big belly who earlier in the year about how we were going to help federally encourage and even offer some subsidies to help the ports go to all three shifts, twenty four hours. Okay, fine. Uh, I don't know what's happened on that, but the number of ships anchored off the coast of Los Angeles last count I saw it's actually gone up instead of down. Yeah, it's all that Christmas stuff sitting out there we can't get sitting out there in the ports. And, and you know, I think the issue is my best guess when I was out there in California is I think a lot of it is because of California, you know. And so let's uh, let's get let's put away our politics and let's get stuff off those boats and, and get them out to people. Yeah, this just flat out getting weird. Just running through the rest of the de the data dump numbers, the headline for this 9.6% annualized inflation on the producer level, month by month, we were expecting a five-tenths of a percent increase. Last month, we got eight-tenths of a percent. As far as the core producer price index, this is the closest thing we got to anything resembling decent news. Year over year, they expected it to be at 7.2%. Uh, it was 6.9%, which is still El Stinko, but last month it was worse than they expected it to be on the core producer price index either. And we always have to remind folks that the producer price index simply is a one- or two-month leader that gives us an idea of where the consumer price index goes. And who in the heck wants to see an official double-digit inflation rate around here? Yeah, well, that's for sure. You know, and so that's uh, it, it. Just gives us an indication what the what the CPI will be come February, March of, of next year. Hey, we did have a little bit, a tidbit of good news, Dave. Um, mm. I don't know if you saw the National Federation of Independent Businesses. Their Small Business Index did come out early this morning. I was, was looking. A, I couldn't find it. What was the reading? It was ninety-eight point four, uh, which is. Uh, they expected it to be 98.0. Um, so that was better than expected. And it's better than last month because last month it was 98.2. Now, those aren't big numbers, but but to me, it, it didn't go backwards. And that's what I look at. Yeah, movement of the positive direction is what matters. We've been saying this as far as during the early stages of the pandemic recovery may not be progressing as fast as we wanted it to progress, but progress in the right direction really counts for a lot, doesn't it? It, it really does, especially where we are today. 
Absolutely. And it's going to be interesting. And, you, know, you put all this all together, okay, even small business being optimistic about the quarters ahead, uh, then you put that together with the inflation rate. It's kind of hard to imagine the Federal Reserve giving us a positive surprise as far as not dialing back the bond buybacks much. Yeah, wouldn't that be a miracle? Uh, though, though, you know, we do need it. Don't get me wrong. But again, I, I wish that they would have just done it in a different way, you know, incrementally instead of what I feel is going to happen is one fell swoop. Uh, and I'm also crossing my fingers that this indication from the producer price stuff doesn't prompt them to go even farther than the pundits are saying they're expected to go. As we've been kind of alluding to this for a long time, you move too fast, you really choke the economy. It just, it, it's, it swoons and faints. Yeah, that's right. And we do not want to push ourselves into a recession. Which is always a possibility when the Fed does too much too fast. So that's the concern. Once again, off yesterday, no real news of any great consequence this morning. I'm seeing tidbits talking about oh, the travel industry is getting kicked where it hurts off of the uh, panic from the current variant on the COVID. That's no grandiose surprise to anybody whatsoever. We're hoping they can recover quickly as we discover that the uh, effects of the COVID uh, variant don't appear to be that virulent. But We'll find that out as time goes on. Down day yesterday. Which direction are we going 45 minutes before we open this morning, Philip? Dave, I wish I had better news for you today, but we are continuing to go down. Um, as soon as that PPI or the yeah the PPI came out, producer prices index came out, it immediately started, uh, the, the red started getting bigger. So right now we got the, the Dow 30 uh, down $105. That's uh, three-tenths of a percent. The S&P 500 is down almost $30, that's six-tenths of a percent. The NASDAQ's down 180 points, that's 1.1%. The Russell 2000 is right in there with it, down almost $24, down about 1.1%. So everything's getting hammered there. The VIX is up 5%, that's the volatility index on the S&P 500. And the commodities, Dave, they're not helping us either. Silver is down 2.3% to $21.80 an ounce. Gold is down nine-tenths of a percent to $1,772 an ounce. And then we've got uh, <clears throat> crude oil down 1.2% to $70.44 a barrel. That is legi legitimately down a little bit from yesterday, so that augurs at least for a little more stable on the gas prices, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does, and, and so that's some, some better news there. And, uh, and hopefully it will continue. They, I heard on the news today, gas prices are down about, oh, I think they said about 20%, 20, not 20%, 20 cents from, from their highs a, a month or so ago. I never thought $3.30 a gallon would look like a bargain, but it actually does these days, doesn't it? It, it does. You know, getting down to three twenty, three twenty-five is uh, is is looking better and better. Yeah, fill up fast. It's a gas war. We're down to three twenty-five a gallon. Yeah. <laughs> Overseas markets, Asia was looking at us yesterday and going, Ugh, they were almost all universally off. European markets are mixed. I got a little bit of positive ink on the English side of the channel. Germany or France are both down by about a third of a percent halfway through their day. You can't control what goes on in the markets. Even the markets can't control what goes on because they're affected by outside factors. All you can do is find out how much money you got at risk for the weirdness of the market, and that takes some help. How do I find you to find out where the risk is in my portfolio, Philip? You know, you know, Dave, that's exactly the reason that we developed our core retirement design to help people design the retirement they always dreamed of. Because what it does 
it helps people really calculate what their personal risk is. It helps them organize their goals and objectives. And then it helps us review what are you paying in costs and expenses and what's that risk costing you uh, as far as volatility. And then we help you establish a risk-optimized portfolio. Hey, to do that, give us a call at 863-382-0037. Check out our website, statlerfinancial.com. Join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 and 95.3 FM. I do believe the Saturday show is going to be an 1130 show because I think there's a 1230 Gator start on Saturday afternoon. Gotcha. All right, man. Well, a little earlier. I appreciate it. We will plug accordingly and direct people to the right place. Philip, thank you so much, and we'll catch you tomorrow, all right? All right, man. You have a great day. Be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks. Again, I want to thank you for joining us today. It is Tuesday. Hey, you got a couple more days before Christmas. Get your shopping done. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow. Take care. Until then, bye now.